Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so, 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 so much for the encouragement, for listening to the introduction of Uni's Diary. Chapter 1 The Unconventional Journey. So, why did I name this book The Unconventional Journey? Well, if you research the word unconventional, according to the dictionary, it says not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. So it's really important that we begin to get into a renewed mindset where we go against the grain. We go against the standard as people who are called by God. There is a higher standard that God calls us to. He says, come on up higher. Come on up higher. And we are called to be, in a sense, misfits. We are called to be distinguished people. We are called to be distinctive people. We are called to be extraordinary. This book isn't so much so about me, but I just want to posit my story and my journey as a way to encourage you that God is still in the business of doing what is impossible. It doesn't matter if your mind can't even fathom it. He is the God who is all-knowing. He's the creator of your life, the creator of your journey. When I was thinking about this chapter, I thought about what statement can really capture the purpose of this chapter, the purpose of this book as a whole. And immediately I heard smashing in possibilities. As God goes before you, he's clearing your path. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be ditches. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be roads that are winding. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be barriers. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be walls. But if God goes before you, he makes a way even when it seems impossible. It says that Daniel distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So the excellent spirit that he had, the distinguished qualities that... And so one thing that this chapter is based on is the book of Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. Exuded from him was so evident for even people in high places such as the king. So much so that the king wanted to set Daniel over the whole kingdom. So if I'm distinguished and excellent, then that excellence must follow the stride of my footsteps. Or that excellence should be shown in the strides. 
of my footsteps. That means wherever I go is holy ground. That means wherever I go, I must dominate. That means wherever I go, the presence of God must go before me. Wherever I go, his glory must make a way for me. His light must make a way for me, even in the dark places. And so understanding the journey through this lens is what gives you, gives me, gives us the leg up as we venture through what's impossible for you to achieve on your own strength, in your own wisdom, in your own understanding is possible for God to do. And so he smashes all of those impossibilities. He smashes that impossibility that is before you that you think you can't achieve. I set a goal for myself, right? That when I finish my master's degree, I have to earn a certain amount of money. Guess what? I didn't start earning that minimum amount that I set as a goal. But I was okay with it. Why? Because I knew and I was fully convinced about the promises that God has said he had for me, that he gave to me. So I held onto that with a firm grip. So I said, it's okay. I'll take this job. I wasn't hearing anything in terms of my field of study. I wasn't hearing anything in terms of the jobs that I was applying to. I remember I applied to the city that I was working with while I was in my master's degree. I had to actually forgo that job for my internship. And I remember after resigning from that place, I kept on applying and applying and applying and applying. I'm telling you, I applied, applied, and I wasn't hearing anything. Rejection, rejection, rejection. No, closed doors, no, closed doors, closed doors. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to allow God to let this play out, but I'm going to do my part by speaking life. I'm going to do my part by continuing to hold on to what he has shown me he's going to do, even when it doesn't look like it's happening. And I never heard from that place where I was applying to. And I remember before finishing my master's degree, I had a goal for how much I wanted to earn after my program. I had a goal about how much I wanted to earn after my program. And I'm like, oh, I'm... And I said, I'm going to make... And I'm going to say... And I said, I'm not going to take a job that doesn't pay me at least this amount of money. And here we go again. I was doing things the way I wanted to do them. And I remember my first job offer wasn't anything in my field. I had been applying to a few places, wasn't hearing anything back because I had planned after my internship, I would just stay on with the company and work there. That didn't happen. And so I, I was applying to jobs and I wasn't getting anything but I did get a position in the legal field but that position was paying me two times less the amount that I had said I would take and 
I said, you know what, I'm not really of the mindset that I can't work a particular job just because I have a particular level of education. So I said, I'm going to take this job. I've been curious about the legal process for a while. So I'll take this legal job, even though it's paying me much, much less, even less than what I was making before I had a degree. And I said, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm going to yield to your leading and how you want this to play out. So I took the job, was working in the job. A few months went by. I was unhappy in the job. I did not like the job. I ended up calling in that I wasn't going to be at work. I ended up showing up later than my schedule. I just was not happy. And I remember being let go from that position. So I'm going to get into the details of this when we get to chapter 9. But I remember being let go. And I remember the question that was posed to me that was prefaced with, I know this must be hard, but do you have any questions? Is there anything we can do? And I said, no, I don't have any questions, but I do know that even if I don't know what's next after this, God will provide. He will provide. So I'm not worried. And I remember they looked at me in the room like, okay, that's not the answer we were looking for, girl, but good on you. And I smiled and I left. And I cried when I got on the train because I'm like, I don't know what's next, God. I remember I wrote a journal entry and I wrote about not knowing what's next. But I said, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you radically. I'm going to trust you. Even though I don't know, I don't see the full picture. I'm going to trust you, the master artist, the master curator, the master creator. And then I remember fast forward to 2019, the tail end of the year. And I got an email from a really important person. So I'm going to get into all the details, don't worry, in chapter 9. But from a very important person who essentially ended up offering me or leading me into a new job. And at the time, I was the only person that was coming into that position externally. Everybody else that was hired was internal. I remember sitting across the desk with this very important person and she asked me, how did we get so lucky to have you? How did we get you here? And I said, honestly, I don't know either how all of this happened, but it's truly, truly only by the hand of God. And I know that's not really a conventional answer that is given, but I couldn't hide the fact that the testimonies on my mouth needed to be shared. And I couldn't hide the fact that it was God who brought me. And I couldn't hide the fact that it was God who gave. And I couldn't hide the fact that it is God who clothed me with his excellence. And so everywhere I go, everywhere I step, that's holy ground. Everywhere I go, there needs to be a shift in the room. Everywhere I go, 
there needs to be a new light that enters into that place. And so my prayer for you today is that wherever you go, that the light of God will shine on your light as a lamp onto your feet, a light onto your path. That when you step into a room, that when you step into a room, that when you step into a room, this journey doesn't have to be ordinary. It can be ordinary if you want to continue writing your own story, writing your own journey, or you can yield it up to God, or you can offer it to God as, or you can yield your journey to God and let it become extraordinary. This journey doesn't have to be below par. This journey doesn't have to be normal. This journey doesn't have to be defined by today's culture, which changes, by the way, every day. Your journey can be defined by the one who created everything and knows the end from the beginning, by the one who knows all things, who has all power, who has all strength, who has all knowledge, that when you step into a room, the room has no choice but to shift in your favor. That when you step into the room, the people in that room have no choice but to pay attention. In a sense, salute. Because they see the authority, the power, and the light upon your life. God can use you in a way that will shift lives that will shift perspectives, that will shift mindsets. And that's why I say that this movement isn't a you scratch my back, I scratch yours too movement. No, we're rising above that standard. We're rising above you do it for me, I do it for you. We're rising above that. We're rising above the norm of only doing good or doing what's right to people who do right by us. We're rising above that because there's so much reward in being obedient, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it's piercing, even when it makes you look odd, even when you're the odd one out, even when you are the outlier. You don't have to fit the script. You don't have to fit the image. You don't have to fit the trend. Because you're called to a higher standard. I'm called to a higher standard. And so when I came to that realization, I said, no, I don't need to do what the world's standards dictate for me to do. We're rising above that. We're going beyond that. We're transcending beyond that mindset. We're shifting in order to shift atmospheres, in order to shift lives, in order to shift outcomes, shift futures, we have to have a mindset that is shifted first. We have to do, we have to go against the grain. We have to do what people normally wouldn't do. You didn't wrong that person? Ask for forgiveness. Sounds odd, right? But watch the reward that comes out of it. And that's why I'm here to challenge. I'm here to sharpen you. And sometimes it's piercing. But 
Trust me. Actually, don't trust me. Trust God. It will make you more effective to do what God has called for you to do. People have said to me, Oh, your story is incredible. This is inspiring. And I want you to know that it's less about me and about who I have placed my faith in because he never fails. I will. I have. But he never fails. So I don't want you to think that your path should look a certain way, has to look a certain way, is supposed to be linear, one thing leading to the next, without any bends, without any winds in the road, without any roadblocks, without any potholes. I want you to know that even with all these things that are set up to slow you down, to stop you, God goes before you and he makes those crooked ways. But you have to go through that path. You have to go through that route. Don't try and detour your way out. You have to go through that path so that you have the experience of driving on those bumpy roads. So now you can teach other people. You can help other people navigate those places, those spaces, those roads. Don't settle for mediocre Seriously, don't settle for mediocre. Don't settle for mediocre. But the level at which God has launched me, for example, into my career is profound. It doesn't make logical sense, but I've come to rest in the knowledge that God's ways don't need to make logical sense. They don't conform to our patterns of measuring things, our patterns of doing things. They're not linear in terms of how we think. God doesn't give based on what any particular person deserves. He gives according to what he has called you to. Becoming bold wasn't a given. It wasn't automatic. I had to go through the experiences of being embarrassed, of saying things, speaking out, sharing my opinion, and people responding with, huh? What are you talking about? I don't understand what you're saying. And quite honestly, it was crushing sometimes because I was now ready to get out of my shell, to be more outspoken, to share my ideas, and I was being met with, huh? I want you to understand that I failed on a lot of things before too. I failed a class, but I determined not to allow that to deter me because I knew that I needed to get over this. Really for what I need to do, I need to be able to be outspoken, be bold, be unrelenting. And so those words of discouragement just didn't I didn't allow it to phase me and when people offered words of doubt I redirected it and to explore and to see if that was an area that I can actually grow in and could become very skilled at and so I started to practice 
I put myself in uncomfortable situations in college, sitting at the front of the class, knowing very well that my professor would call on me and tell me to give an answer. I knew I would feel the heat rising in my body and I would start getting nervous and my lips would start shaking. But I also knew that I needed to break free from that shell. And so I continued to practice and practice and do and speak the promises that God has for me and was able to overcome that fear. And so walking in boldness isn't about that's just how she is. That's a natural thing. It wasn't a natural thing. And people said, oh, a career that requires public speaking. Are you sure you can do that? Because you're so quiet. I took that as an opportunity to dig deeper, but I understood that what I need to do requires me to get out of my comfort zone. And so I had to do just that. And I want you to understand that what you have to do, what you need to accomplish, what you need to achieve is going to push you out of your comfort zone, but you got to do it. And you're going to experience pushback where people will look at you, will say to you, will think about you. Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? But you already know who qualified you. Chapter two. So you walk in that boldness. You continue to ask God to top up that boldness so that you can continue to walk in it and grow in it and inspire and transform those who are around you. So that's what I want to leave with you today. Your journey shouldn't be conventional. It shouldn't be ordinary. It shouldn't be based on the norm. It shouldn't be based on the standards of our culture. It should be based on who God is calling you to be. And he's saying, come on up a little higher. Come on up a little higher. Come on up even beyond the sky. I got you. I go before you. I clear your path. I make the crooked path straight. You got to go through the journey. You got to go through the experiences. You got to go through the hardships. You got to go through the closed doors. You got to experience the no's. But I got you. And the more you continue to grow, and you don't stop at those road bumps, at those potholes, at those road closures, I'm going to continue to bring you higher and higher, and higher, and higher for my glory. And you will see that all these things that you once looked at as impossible, I've smashed them on your behalf. And now you go and share your story so that others will know that I too will make the impossible things possible. Thank <laughs> you.